Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world and whenever you are tuning into this video. My name is James Poor Selly. I'm Brian Thomas. And welcome to another episode of Ruthless Talk. Yes, yes sir, sir. Yes, sir. sir. It is Saturday. It is hot outside. It is summertime. And man, it is about to get even hotter in here because we are about to go over the biggest party of the summer. Is that what WWE likes to call it? And that is SummerSlam. By the way, where are my cheers, by the way? There we go. Okay, there we go. We're going to talk a lot of WWE, both Raw and SmackDown, as we are legit now approaching a week uh, from SummerSlam, um, as, as that big pay-per-view is coming up Saturday, August 5th, as, of course, we are going to do a review show um, in regards to that. That'll be on Sunday. And, of course, if anything changes, we will let you guys know and keep you guys posted and updated. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. So before we get into uh, SmackDown, as we there's a lots to talk about with, you know, of course, the tribal combat um, and freaking L.A. Knight, yeah, and freaking this, whatever this uh, yeah. United States Championship Invitationals, we'll kind of mesh that together, um, as well as our top five list, of course, again, for this week, and we'll give you guys all of that at the end of this show. But of course, look, we're going to start off the show focusing on Monday Night Raw. And the first thing um, that I want to get into before we talk about, of course, the Judgment Day, the World Heavyweight Championship, and, and all that fun stuff, Cody and Brock and, and all that, uh, I do want to start off with, and I feel like we haven't talked much about it. We've spoken about it briefly over the past couple of weeks, and that's been Logan Paul and Ricochet and what they got going on right now is they were in a segment in our number two as they have this big WrestleMania or WrestleMania SummerSlam match uh, coming up um, for SummerSlam, as I'm sure it is probably going to be. And, and, and I can probably speak for a lot of people thinking that this will probably be probably one of the best matches of the night. I mean, they've proven it to you in freaking matches, uh, the ladder match not too long ago, the little shtick that they did at the Royal Rumble. So we know that these mm -hmm. two are going to freaking deliver. But the question was, how interested were we going to be in, in regards to this story? And thanks to Logan Paul, who is once again, we've spoken so highly about this dude, whether you like him, whether you like doing like his shtick that he does on YouTube, but for what he has been doing uh, since he's been on WWE television has just been has just been tremendous, and this week was no different. As Ricochet hits the ring, he calls out Logan Paul. Logan Paul blindsides him. He takes out his phone, and he starts recording himself, and he just starts talking massive shit to Tampa, Florida. And he was like, I'm about to make you famous, bro. Like, say, like, smile for the camera, right? And he's like, <laughs> he's like, dude, you need to get laid, you stupid virgin. <laughs> just talking massive shit to freaking Logan. It was just like, it was... It's just refreshing, man. You know, I think Ric Flair made a statement. I saw this on Twitter like, hey, Logan Paul is doing better than 70 to 80% of the roster. And I'm talking like their delivery and, and their performance and everything as a whole. And I, can, I can't honestly say that, you know, I, I disagree with him because, I mean, this dude continues to be the bright spot of Monday Night Raw as well as this entire this entire company as a whole. I mean, just doing little things like that, just like being this arrogant prick that he plays off tremendously. 
and, and filming himself, you know, going viral and just playing that arrogant asshole, talking shit to the crowd. Just little things like that. That's very, very simplistic that I appreciate as a fan as well, you know. Um, so he goes, so he's talking shit to the crowd. Ricochet just super kicks Logan Paul followed by a shooting star press. The phone is still recording. Like the phone is still on, on record. And then freaking Ricochet like lifts it up and he like holds it in front of him. Like while, while he's standing over Logan Paul as, as Ricochet stands tall, um, in the middle of the ring and, uh, and, and walks off as, uh, as, as the segment ends right there. But, um, and listen, props to Ricochet as well. You know, I always say like yeah. it, it takes two to tango when it comes to a segment to make it work. And Ricochet, for what they have put him in with in regards to this, you know, shtick that he's doing with Logan. And of course, Logan Paul is kind of doing the heavy lifting. Of course, we, we all know that. But still, we, we give props where props is due when it comes to ricochets. This, this has definitely been the most definitely been the most. Uh, relevant <laughs> that that freaking ricochet or we felt a certain way about ricochet regardless mm -hmm. of how big or small it is um just these little segments that he's doing with logan paul are working is it anything special or anything that's tremendous or obviously not of course but but still for what for what it's been given or what's been given to us um it's 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 still pretty darn solid at the end of the day um, again, very simplistic and it achieved what it needed to achieve at the end of the day. So, uh, but yeah, Brian, I, I've already done a lot of talking to start the show. Your thoughts before we get into a lot of stuff that we got covered here today, uh, your thoughts about Logan Paul. And I know you stated many times that you don't like Logan and I can understand because he's a dude, he's a YouTuber. He's all about today's social media and today's world. But I know you have a tremendous respect for the dude and just your, your thoughts yeah. about him and this 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 uh, this feud that he's got going on with Ricochet. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely is interesting. Um, and I'll start with Ricochet because, um, yeah, like you said, I mean, he's you know he's he's largely been kind of you know irrelevant, or I don't want to say irrelevant, but just I mean, he's not heavily you know he's yeah. not in any main event picture. He's not in anything important as of late, really. right? And it's been like that for years. But yeah, given you know, this, this few weeks here. And even last night, man, I, I thought he did a, a damn good job with the promo and it's kind of reminded us a yeah. little bit that like, yeah, he, he is good and he can do this. Um, so I've been kind of paying more attention to Ricochet in this over the past few weeks, just cause yeah, I, I know what to expect from Logan, you know, for right. sure. Um, so yeah, I'm, you know, again, like you said, I mean, it's, it's not, I, I wouldn't say this is going to elevate, necessarily him to like you know the main event picture or whatever but yeah he's doing good man and it's again for the last few years yeah this is the most you know the best shit that we've seen ricochet in in, in quite some time um so then yeah i'll go over to logan now uh yeah again he he has proven athletically he's one in a million uh you know we spoke about this with him and bad bunny like to to come in here with zero experience and to to be able to pull off what they've done thus far and make it look so good they're they're one in a million man like you you can't you can't teach that it you either yeah. got it or you don't mm -hmm. um and and they both got it so you know yeah kudos to him um i will say yeah it's you know whatever if if i'm the the old head and you know so be it whatever but like to me yeah Logan 
again, I, I give him his props athletically and what he's been able to do. And yeah, it's going to be an entertaining match. And he does pull off the, the heel shtick good because that's who he generally is. Like he, maybe it's my opinion, but yeah, he's a douchey guy. Like mm-hmm. he just is, you know, and <laughs> whatever the arrogance and that, you know, okay. So <laughs> the thing that got me was like, Oh, you're whatever. You're, you're a virgin, go get laid or whatever. I mean, bro, that's like middle school insults. Like, I mean, come on. Like, yeah, I get it. it that, that shit works in your, you know, YouTube shit back in the day when your audience is, you know, a, you know, 11 to 17 year olds, yeah. you know? Yeah. That shit works. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hear. And that's why I liked Ricochet's promo so much as well, because that, like, what he was saying in the promo, you know, in in the wrestling world, in the wrestling audience, again, you'll have the spectrum. I'll be a wrestling fan that absolutely, I can give the man his props. He's He's been fantastic. At the same time, you know, yeah, like, I don't know what he's like backstage. Again, this is just this is just what he has presented to the world, you know, of who he is for, you know, a decade, 15 years, whatever it is. Um, that, yeah, you're, you're a arrogant little whiny douche, you know, <laughs> to some degree. And I'm sorry, you come in there with, with men who have been grinding at this shit for decades and you try to pull that shit. Yeah. Somebody's going to knock your teeth down your throat, homie. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, so again, I don't know how much of that is kayfabe and and whatever, but I, there's some truth to it for sure. Um, so yeah, th- that's my overall thoughts. I mean, it'll be an entertaining match. Yep. Um, <laughs> does this? You know, I, I don't know where Ricochet is going to go after this, and I assume Logan Paul is you know kind of going to be gone until the next pay per view. So whatever, it, it'll be an entertaining match. <laughs> you know, that's that's what it'll be. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And and that's kind of, you know, what hopefully we didn't want to rest on is just the match. Right. And then we, we've mm-hmm. seen that a lot when it comes to a lot of feuds in the past where like, oh, you know, the build hasn't been there. Nobody gives a shit about the match. But as long as the match is good, then everything else just doesn't matter. Right. right. Well, well, that's not the case. And and Ricochet, as I get into him, because I, I, I know I've spoken a lot about Logan to start this show, as I will get into Ricochet, is that. Yeah, Ricochet has put on a, a lot of tremendous matches. He's put on he's been in a lot of crazy spots when it comes to his flips and his dives and there is right. a place for that. I have spoken very heavily about uh the WrestleMania, what was it that like tag freaking uh what, whatever tag match, that multi freaking tag that he was in with freaking Braun Strowman when him and Strowman were a yeah. tag team. Yeah. And that for what it was was freaking entertaining because you put these dudes in a big stage like WrestleMania you know, that's when you do the flips and dives, you know, not in the middle of a freaking Monday Night Raw for 20 plus minutes. And it's just like, OK, where do you go from here now? But now with Ricochet and I agree with you that definitely over the last about a week or two, this has been the best delivery out of Ricochet. Yeah. And I think that this this whole entire feud has definitely brought something out of him, you know, and yeah, we're been, yeah. We'll we'll see where he goes from here. You know, I still need to see more of the dude to become a, a legit, you know, on the bandwagon of freaking Ricochet. But sure, this sure. is something that we we've been just been wanting to see from Ricochet. Yes, we know he's a great wrestler. Yes, we know he's a great athlete. 
but can he hold his own in a story? And, and again, and thanks to Logan. And of course I talked about him do, doing the heavy lifting, which he has been, and he should be, we, we should acknowledge that, you know, because of Logan, um, he, he's also been doing his thing as well. And, and it's going to be interesting to see because that's also the main focal point as well is how is Ricochet holding himself and, mm-hmm. and what he can do moving forward because, yeah, it's just because yeah, I, I don't I don't know where he goes from here I, I, after once right. this is over. I mean, you know, because you know, does he go back into does moving forward when Braun Strowman gets healthy and he's back from his injury, just going back side by side with Braun Strowman again? I freaking hope not. But <laughs> yeah. but yeah, it's just you know, just the doing the little things like you know, a couple weeks ago, like he did the freaking front flip over the top rope and like Logan's facial expressions, like. That type of stuff best suits Ricochet, you know? And so, yeah, and I know we've said a lot of things about Ricochet, like, oh, he's just another dude on the roster. And as of, and for the most part, since his, since he's been on the main roster and yes, he did feel a certain type of way over an NXT, you know, when black and gold, the height of NXT, he had his moments. Uh, But since the main roster, he's just been, just another dude <laughs> ever. Yeah. But now, now finally there's something where, okay, you know, this is, this is what we've asked for. Just try to put Ricochet in something that doesn't need to involve a title. Just have him put him into a feud and let's see if he sinks or swims. And, and that's all you can really do. Like that's all we, we can ask for, right? It's just like, okay, right. Ricochet is a great high flyer, but what else is he producing? Because they're not putting him into anything. Well, now you put him into something and hey, for what for what it's worth or what it's been, you know, he's holding his own. And now we can now the next step for him is can he continue to progress? Right? right. Because if he just continues to stay the same, we're to where, yeah, the promo was decent, it was okay, you know, but and there's really no progression in his character or his delivery and such, then 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 that's the issue. But that's how but that's what you have to find out. Right. You have to find out what these wrestlers have and, you know, are they ready to be on television or, or are they not? So that that's that's just the main thing in, in regards to Ricochet. But and yeah, like the insults when you were, you know, you were talking about with with, with Logan, it's just, yeah, like it's it's childish stuff. But but that kind of just fits Logan's personality. Right. He's kind of like, well, that, a yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It, exa- and, of, and that's why it feels like now you're a grown adult man and you're still kind of a douchey child. Ex- <laughs> like, exactly. He's a fucking YouTuber. You know, right. he, he's going to do this childish stuff for clicks and views. And it just it fits and, and, and it fits to everything that Ricochet says, like, you know, you know, you don't belong here. You know, nobody wants you here. You're an outsider. You know, you don't respect what we do, we, we bust our ass, you know, 24 seven and you come in here and you just treat it like it's just another thing because you're privileged of being a YouTuber and having all this money and blah, 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 blah. Right. So it fits, it fits that yeah. it, it fits the mannerisms of, of the words that Ricochet has called out Logan Paul on, you know, mm-hmm. being this arrogant douchey prick and saying these weird freaking, you know, you're a stupid version type of lines and he's holding up a phone so it, it's it's believable and it makes sense, you know. Is, right. Again, is it anything yeah, special? Right. No, but but is it simplistic and does it make sense? And you know, the the answer is yes. So and that's why I can get on board with it. At, at the end of the day, if you want to put on a banger of a match between 
Logan Paul and Ricochet, that's fine. And and we'll we'll you know we'll freaking ooh and ah about the match, but moving but going into it just make me just a slimmer, like just a centimeter, just make me care. Right. And right. that's what they've done, you know, for the most part, you know, for small segments like this, again, isn't anything special? No, but it's it's very simplistic, it's very effective. Um, and yeah, well, I mean, we'll see, we're, I'm sure we're going to see a lot more of Logan Paul after this feud as it seems like he wants to continue to do this. And, and for Ricochet, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know where he goes from here. Um, and, and who, and it's, you know, it's, and here's the, ne- and here's my next question, Brian, as we go into our next cop into our next topic, who, who would you have winning this match? Would you say F- the floor is yours? I'm going to let you sit, sit on that. Yeah, I don't know. Because, um, I mean, geez, if, if Ricochet loses, you know, I, I get it. It's, you know, Logan Paul is the outside star bringing in, you know, your casual fan, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but, man, if he loses, that that's just – it's then you can you can pretty much tell right where he's going to go back to, you know, that like that's yeah. it. Uh-huh. Um, but at the same time, yeah, I mean, unless you said, because like, yeah, I, I, Logan isn't, he's not going to be a full-time wrestler there week in, week out. So I don't know yeah. when the next time you see him is. So, I mean, mm-hmm. could he take the L and then, you know, whatever, a couple weeks before the next pay-per-view or the next major pay-per-view come back? Yeah, that would work. I, I don't know. I really don't know. It, yeah. It's it's literally a toss up for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, and and same, same, and and that's what's you know kind of and similar. Like we talked about, like you know, we talked about you know Bray Wyatt and potentially coming back and maybe feuding with Cody Rhodes and like it's stuff like that. Where it's where yeah, Bray Wyatt is you know comparing him to Logan. It's it you know you're talking about a guy that's hardly even part time to a guy that is a full time talent. But it's put it's people in a situation to where they really can't afford to lose because even with Logan, you know, and of course this is not going to be the last time you see Logan Paul after, after SummerSlam. he's going to probably once again, return to feud with who, who knows, who knows who uh, WWE or what WWE has in store for him. So, but it's like with Bray, we know when he returns and if he does face someone like Cody, like, you know, it's kind of a toss up to see, you know, who would actually would lose. And and same goes for Logan cuz Logan has done a lot of losing <laughs> as of late if you really think about it too. And I understand he's not, you know, he's part-time, he's hardly part-time and it wouldn't do that much damage to him, but if he's going to continue to wrestle I don't know. It's Here's just like I, just it, just off the top just thinking right here because so yeah, I, ultimately I'd have Ricochet go over here because ultimately it doesn't matter when you bring Logan Paul back. At, at least yeah. in the in the near future, he's gonna bring the clicks and the views with him. It doesn't yeah. matter if he wins or loses, but for Ricochet, it does matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, so, absolutely. Yeah. I, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt, absolutely. No, and that's the thing. If I, if I, I mean, if a bullet was was drawn to my head about like, who would you put over? It would probably be Ricochet at the end of the day, but I'm like you, yeah. Brian, it's a toss up for me, but if I had to make a decision, yeah, Ricochet, he, he, he would have to win this match. Unfortunately, you know, cause it, it always comes down to who needs it more. 
Yeah. Right. It, like who needs this win more? That's what I, that's what it kind of comes down to when you put two people in that, you know, you put yourself into a pickle and you're like, Oh, this person can't lose. That person can't lose, but who needs the victory more? And the person that needs the victory more is Ricochet. You know, yeah. this, this dude needs, you know, momentum. This dude is a, you know, is part of your full-time talent and he needs momentum and he needs to start feeling as such with character development, you know, and et cetera, et cetera. So, but we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll see how everything leads up. You know, for for the most part of what this has been, you know, hey, not 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 bad at all. Not 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 yeah. bad at all. The match we all know is going to be pretty darn pretty darn solid. Maybe a match of the night candidate. Who knows? So, but but tremendous stuff from both Logan and Ricochet um, as they continue to be um, definitely a bright spot on Monday nights over the past several weeks. So, but let us get into our next topic, and our next topic is Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar. So not much about Cody and Brock this week. And of course, you know, Brock Lesnar, um, who is going to be on Raw this coming Monday in Houston, Texas, but was not on Monday Night Raw this week in Tampa. You know, Cody Rhodes comes out there. He, he cuts a promo once again. He's selling that freaking arm injury that Brock Lesnar has, bra- has broke freaking a thousand gazillion fucking times now. He's got his nice little smile. He comes out in his nice fashionable suit. And he cuts a promo promo on Brock Lesnar. He recaps the attack last week in front of his mother. He says he's impressed, but his mother is not impressed because, hey, like, you know, my my mother has seen this and this and this, you know, with Dusty Rhodes or whatever. I forget where some, some of those uh, where some of those yeah. lines were in the promo. But, you know, he's you know, like, hey, Gordon. Foley. You, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like if you think that last week was bad for for her, like she's seen even freaking worse. So that was nothing to her. Um, you know, and Cody states that as long as he's still breathing, you know, that Brock Lesnar's made a major mistake because he's still breathing and he's still walking at the end of the day. Um, and he ends it with, you know, now it's personal and now he's going to have to give him the beating that he deserves at SummerSlam where he will finally end things once and for all. So here, Brian, I'll have you, I'll have you start before I get my thoughts and your, your thoughts about the, uh, this promo that Cody Rhodes cut on Brock Lesnar and your your overall feelings about this match and the overall outcome you you feel like it's going to go towards uh, at the end of the day and or at the end of this match. So your your thoughts in regards to all of that. Yeah, I mean the the promo. I mean Cody's Cody's great, right? I mean he's it's it's variations of basically the same promo, you know, most weeks. But that's how good he is, man. Because even watching it last night, like it just he makes you feel he's that good. He's, he's one of the best in the business. Um, and you know, so, you know, yeah, there, there wasn't much to it. It's, it's your typical stuff, but he did it so good. That's what's intriguing about it. Um, mm. as far as the match goes, yeah, it, Cody's winning this match for sure. I mean, there's, <laughs> I, I don't know. There's no way he can't win this match. If mm-hmm. you're again, telling this story, um, and the last thing I'll close with it is, is just that this is why, like you and I and, and many people, you know, keep referring back to he should have won this at Mania. Um, because even now you see, like this whole story, this entire fucking story, has been told by Cody Rhodes, right? The entire fucking time. Um, I mean, yeah, Brock comes out, does his beat down or tries to beat down and gets his ass kicked. 
but it's it's been Cody carrying it week in, week out. That's <laughs> I don't know. Just to me, I mean, the writing was on the wall at Mania, and and now we're here. This is obviously the blow off, um, as it should be, and Cody's going to go over. And and we keep hearing about the Fiend or or Bray Wyatt, you know, and what matches he could come back in or maybe interfere or whatever. And if that's the route they're going and interfering, this is the only match I see it working. Like it, it can't be Roman and Jay or anybody else, really. Like it would have to be Brock and Cody. Um and, and where that goes, like you said, if <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know, because if you're setting it up with Cody um, Cody and, and Bray, again, they both have to win. So I don't know, man. I don't know. But, yeah, I think Cody's he's going over at Mania or at Rumble. Um, and we'll see, man. But he's been doing fantastic, as as we expect, man. I mean, that's he is in that upper echelon of the best in the business right now. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I can't, I can't disagree with anything you said. Um, you know, and and I'm with you as well. Like the writing to me has been on the wall after Mania. It, it's kind of clear as day, right? I mean, and and it everything speaks volumes of how this story, <laughs> right, has right. taken place with Brock, where again. There has been no story. And I think at this point, Brian, and we talked about it kind of last week to where even if like Brock Lesnar just out of the blue, just finally made an explanation, it, it's already too late, man. Like, yeah, like at that right. point, it's just like what you now people are so tuned out of it. And it, it's just and again, you 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 look at the crowd, right? It's just like, yeah, like Cody Rhodes comes out there. He still gets his big pop. He see he's still pretty over with the crowd of how shitty he's been booked in this freaking feud because again there's no there's no substance, there's no nothing in in it. And he goes out there in his suit cutting and and he's cutting the same promo. And he's cutting mm-hmm. the same story with no substance and at this point it's just it's just redundant to where for for months you've been telling a a feud with him and Brock Lesnar, and all we get is that Cody Rhodes just comes out, says the same few words about, you know, whether it's him finishing the story or whether he needs to, it's it's personal now between him and Brock Lesnar. And Brock Lesnar, who now shows up once, maybe twice a month, if 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 we're lucky. And and he come and he and he when he does appear, he just attacks Cody or vice versa. And that's the vicious cycle. And that's right. all you've gotten over the past four months to where now people are now just completely just tuned out of it. It's, it's just, it's just the reality. And, and, and we're, and again, regardless of how we feel about Cody Rhodes, it's just, there's no, there's nothing to gravitate towards to what he is doing. Yes. He's out there. He's a tremendous storyteller and you know, he, he, he really, we talked about him just evolving himself as a performer, but if there's no substance anymore to what he's saying, if he just goes out there to kind of pretty much cut the same promo, I mean, guys, don't take my word for it. Listen to all of these previous promos that he's cut with Brock. It's pretty much the same shtick, you know, and I like Cody. I don't want to have to say that, but 
it's freaking true. I know. I mean, going into this match, I could give two shits, man. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, for the match may be entertaining for what it is. Um, I, I don't think it's any type of stipulation. I think it's just a one-on-one match if I, off the top of my head, if I can recall. So yeah. if that's the case, then what else is going to be different that we haven't already seen at Backlash as well as freaking at Night of Champions in, in Saudi? So, you know, it, it just, it, it's just, it's unfortunate, you know, because we've always said like Brock and Cody and how, and how much that could really gravitate towards people. And it's legit gone in the completely, in, in a completely different direction. And yeah. I think at this point, Brian, the only thing that makes me feel hopeful uh, of, or feeling any type of intrigue is the potential of Bray Wyatt coming back and starting a feud with Cody. Is that going to yeah. happen? I wouldn't necessarily put my money on it, to be quite honest right, with right, you. Right. But yep. but that's kind of like the one saving grace about this is that, you know, it's like, look, it's just just get into this match and just let's be fucking done with it because I'm fucking over it. I'm over Brock Lesnar just coming out there and just creating no substance of his own. He's just every time he just shows up, he's just beating up Cody. That's that's really that guys. That's it. <laughs> that's that's all he's doing. And and Fr- you know he's Cody's out there selling an arm injury once again. That Brock Lesnar has, has freaking tore off his body freaking a gazillion fucking times. It, it's just it's it's a shame. You know it, yep. it really is a shame. And again, it, 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 things would make more sense if if Cody Rhodes is just holding on the titles. It, it would make more sense to why Brock is attacking the fucking guy. And this view would be in a completely different direction. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. Brian, here we are. So, but before we get into our next topic, Brian, your final thoughts in regards to all of that uh, with, with Brock and Cody. Yeah, I feel the same way. I'm ready for this feud to be over. And, and again, like, you know, if we, if we're going with the theory that, you know, Rhodes, you know, I mentioned last week, if he's going to be main eventing next mania, you know, we're still six, seven months away, so there's got to be a, a, a few more feuds in there. And mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see who's who's up next in hard times. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Hard time. Yeah. Freaking, he's got to struggle. He's got to break his neck. Someone else has got to probably maybe tear his ACL or some shit like that, right? Right. But, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see, man. I mean, look, Cody Rhodes, regardless, and, and we know this, man, he's still going to be over. He's still going to get a tremendous pop. And we're still going to be hopeful of what Cody Rhodes can bring to the table, or, or we know what Cody Rhodes is going to bring to the table. It's just the hope that the story and what he's involved in is going to be intriguing. But yeah, you're right. Like, what else is going to be if he's dealing with hard times? Like, after Brock, what is there? I mean, and and Bray Wyatt. I mean, he come. He's going to come back, and if he's part of this hard time shtick, then well. Again, and if Cody Rhodes is going to be the guy that's going to dethrone Roman at WrestleMania 40, is it going to be the same feel as WrestleMania 39? I highly freaking doubt it. I wish them luck. It's probably not going to be because, again, it's not going to be the same story. It's going to be a completely different story. It's going to be a completely different book, like I've always mentioned. So so we'll see. Um, I mean, look, Bray and freaking Cody. I mean, shit, the fan in me says fuck yeah let's freaking do it because both of them are gonna freaking deliver once again my man uh my man brian repping the freaking bray wyatt merch of course <laughs> right? i freaking love that um and yeah they're gonna freaking deliver we know that these two are 
tremendous storytellers. But at the end of the day, Bray Wyatt's going to come back and he's going to also need that same type of momentum. So it, it's going to be a rock and a hard place. If they do that, again, I'm not expecting that really at all. But if they do, you know, the return is going to be freaking awesome. It's going to be badass. But at the end of the day, there's these things where it's just, man, who goes over? Is it Cody or is it, and here's the or thing is it with, Bray? With Bray, like, again, he's he's coming back again. And obviously, I'm repping the shirt. I love the guy. Um, but... You know, I, I don't know, man. I mean, WWE creative or whoever, it just, again, it's like I'm anticipating this return and I want to see it. But shit, man, it, it feels like it's going to be a, a three-month, you know, whatever dud, and then they just mm-hmm. <laughs> go, you know, completely off the fucking rails with it. So I don't know, man. Exactly. Exactly. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see. How this match takes place, and hopefully this shit between Cody and Brock is done. <laughs> yeah. Have it be done, and let it let let's just flush it. Pretend like this shit has never happened, or at least try to erase it from our from our memory bank when it comes to this feud between these two. <laughs> and, and hopefully, with Cody, you know, they start to you know hopefully get the ball rolling with him, whether it's with Bray or who else, um, to really get Cody Rhodes back on the right track and try to gain mm-hmm. some type of momentum or similar type of momentum, you know, that he had at WrestleMania. So, but let's get us, let's get into our final topic uh, for Monday night raw. And that is the, the, the judgment day, the entire judgment day um, as a whole, as they were pretty much as they have been over the past several weeks, a main focal point of this show as they are starting to become pretty much the show, you know, they're getting all the time, they're getting all the limelight, and and I will say for this show, you know, and Brian, we've talked about how Monday Night Raw has been very redundant when it comes to the same start of the show to where the Judgment Day may come out or maybe Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens come out. They say a few words. So-and-so comes out to the ring, says a few words. It sets up a tag match or a six-man tag or whatever. And we just go off the air with the faces going off the air and and, and you know, just... Everybody goes home happy, and it's the same redundant finish that we've seen from Monday Night Raw. But at least for this week, that wasn't the case. You know, the Judgment Day, yes, of once again, they're, they're getting this mega push. It's, it's clear as day that this is what WWE wants to do, and that's totally fine because for what this was, hey, the Judgment Day actually felt as such. I mean, you had going down the line, you had freaking Rhea Ripley, I'll start with her, actually feeling like a dominant freaking force, a dominant freaking champion as she attacked Liv Morgan coming down the rampway. They were supposed to have a one-on-one match. Rhea Ripley said, fuck that. I'm freaking taking this girl's arm and I'm ripping it out of her fucking socket. And that's what she did as she freaking took a steel chair, wrapped it around her arm, and she stepped with just, she stepped on it pretty much creating more damage to it. Um, Not once, but twice, pretty much, Seems like uh, riding Liv Morgan off of television as we hear that Liv Morgan legit is injured. So this was a way to kind of ride her off television. Um, And who knows when we're going to see her again. It's a shame. Uh, Shout out to Liv Morgan. You know, the girl just came back and and now here she is once again, freaking on the injured list and being out of, of television once again. So I know that's, that must be a, you know, can't be an easy thing to go through. So much, much love to Liv Morgan. We always talk so highly about Liv because she is talented and she has a place in this industry. But, but, but yeah, with Rhea Ripley, finally, like Brian, how many times have we asked about 
Rhea Ripley just feeling a certain type of way, you know, because as of late, we've said it about Rhea Ripley's been nothing more than Dominic's girlfriend. And that's who she's been. But in that segment, she was fucking Rhea Ripley. She was the Rhea Ripley that we all. The eradicator. Yes, the eradicator. That's right. The Rhea Ripley (laughs) that we got into since she started this whole Judgment Day shtick. Um, a, a tremendous segment. Liv Morgan sell, was selling the fuck out of that freaking injury. I, I mean, that's and that's why I, I freaking love Liv Morgan because she she goes above and beyond to sell shit like that. Um, mm-hmm. So freaking major props to her. But yeah, Rhea Ripley, finally, man, like finally she just feels a certain type of way and she was booked like the dominant women's world champion that she should have been after freaking WrestleMania. As well as freaking uh, the Judgment Day, they started off the show. The, the the whole faction as a whole, they started off the show. You know, Rhea's introducing Dominic as the new NXT North American Champion, and yes, yeah, we we've talked very highly, or, or not highly, but just spoken a lot about this entire situation with Dom holding mm-hmm. onto an NXT title, main roster people going to NXT. Um, but still, everybody feels actually special. You know, and then Sami Zayn comes out. He's challenging Dominic to a a title match for that North American Championship. Why? I don't fucking know, man. Your 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 tag champ is going after an an NXT Championship. It just again, guys, I I don't fucking know. Um, yeah. But the way that you know, and look, the roll up finish, freaking again, man. I don't know. It's just Sami Zayn just getting rolled up and just. Don't not a fan of that at all. Again, at the end of the day, this is one half of your tag champs. Um, I just, you know, putting him in a title match that we all know that he's not going to fucking win. It makes completely no, it makes no sense to me. But outside of that, you know, they also, they also wrote off Kevin Owens as he also has a legit injury as they were attacking him as well. Both the judgment day and Kevin Owens were in that match were, were ejected from ringside. And then later on the match, uh, Kevin Owens was was on the rampway, freaking laid out by both Priest and Rhea Ripley, and then Dominic wins the match. They, there was at least a cool visual of Dominic leaving through the crowd. I thought that that was a pretty cool little visual there, kind of escaping through the crowd there. That was a pretty cool visual. And then you had the end of the night, where which was the contract signing between Seth and Finn Balor, um, and you had the entire the Judgment Day coming through the crowd, like different points of the crowd and surrounding Seth. And I fucking love that, man. It's yeah. like, you see so many times of just the faction or the team just coming down the rampway. Like, you know, this actually makes the Judgment Day feel as such. You know, they're, 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 they're surrounding Seth Rollins on each side of the ring and they're coming from different sides of the arena because they know they have the numbers game and it's, you know, it's a hard way for, for Seth Rollins to escape. So it's just little things like that that can make the Judgment Day feel as such. And they... They go and they freaking, they beat the shit out of Seth Rollins. You know, Seth Rollins tries to fight back. Sami Zayn got involved to no avail. And the Judgment Day, you know, they finished the show the same way they started off the show. And that was standing freaking tall. And to, to, to send this off to you, Brian, I mean, you know, we've said a lot of things about the Judgment Day for, you know, for, for justified reasons, right? But... This is how the Judgment Day should have been booked for this show alone, right? Now, we've spoken about NXT, but for what this show was, this is how the Judgment Day should be booked since freaking WrestleMania. 
I, I mean, even as of late since WrestleMania, nothing about this this faction has felt important. Well, finally, for at least one night, they felt as such for one night. And WWE deserves that praise to where, yes, if you're going to book the Judgment Day, if you're going to put them on your television uh, or on your TVs or on your show for majority of Monday Night Raw, then make them feel as such. Was it anything spectacular? No. But was it simplistic and was it effective and it did it make the Judgment Day feel dominant? Absolutely. And, and that's little things that I can get on board. The the one the one little what, what's what's the word I'm looking for? The down the down part of the show or the down part of the Judgment Day was pretty much Damian Priest squashing Apollo Cruz. I mean, there was no fucking reaction. He beats Apollo Cruz. And guys, I mean, guys, look, go, I mean, look back at the crowd. I mean, you have fans legit on their phones and they're just like, okay, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, guys, I mean, don't take my word for it. Go back and watch, man. This is what I mean about Damian Priest. It's like, yes, he's holding on to a briefcase. That's great for him. But uh, it's, again, the notion of, of trying to get this dude over with the briefcase, to me, just makes no fucking sense at all. And, and maybe the payoff is to win... They tease a feud. They continue to tease this potential feud with Finn Balor because um, it seems like Damian Priest is probably going to get involved, or at least that's what we assume for SummerSlam in the match with Finn and Seth Rollins. But it's just, man, like why why I, sp I speak so heavily about LA Knight getting that briefcase is that you give these props, you give these the, these opportunities to people that have already done their job that have already gotten themselves or th themselves over. Sure, Damian Priest is a good talent. I'm not saying that he's not. I'm not saying that he's not deserving of it. But Damian Priest is not in the same he's not in the same level of LA Knight is in regards to crowd interaction in, in regards mm -hmm. to getting that big pop. And that's what you give to people when they have when they get that certain type of reaction. Damian Priest alone is not getting you that reaction. He's just not. Right. And, and that's what it that's why for weeks I've spoken so heavily about Damian Priest, where yes, I like Damian Priest. I think he can be special, but holding a briefcase right now is just it's not doing anything for anybody. Can that maybe change and then can they hit a grand slam at SummerSlam? No question. But again, they're gonna have to do triple 10 times the work to do such. And I hope that makes sense to everybody. But Brian, I'll send this off to you as we end Monday Night Raw. Uh, your thoughts about the Judgment Day this past Monday night on Raw and, and everything that the Judgment Day is involved in, which is Rhea Ripley uh, writing Liv Morgan off television and, and the uh, the contract signing to end the night. Yeah, there, there's a lot of lot of moving parts, you know, intertwined here, and and unfortunately, a couple of them are injury driven. Um, but yeah, I agree with you with Rhea, like. Absolutely. Finally, you're you're like she's getting back to what what she should have been like this mm -hmm. whole freaking time. Mm -hmm. um, exactly. So, you know, we got so pay per view, and I know I spoke about this last time. It's it's next weekend, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you know, after next weekend, I don't know. Here here's how I see this whole thing playing out, right? And I'll get to even the contract signing too, because I, I want this to happen for two reasons, honestly. I think Finn's got to go over here. Finn's winning. Um, and I think in the immediate aftermath, 
it's gonna the judgment day is gonna be booked as a stronger faction, a cohesive faction, with yeah. eventually that underlying tension between Finn and Damien, which yeah, I hear your point. Like since winning the the briefcase, and I agree with you, I, I think it should have been LA Knights, but I don't think we're gonna see the best of Damien Priest. Until you get into that story where now you're telling it between Finn and himself and and the tension there. That's what I'm waiting to see. Because um, I think that could be good. But you got to get there first. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that that's my only drawback to that. And uh, as far as, you know, the injuries and stuff, I mean, Liv Morgan, you know, God bless her, man. Like, mm-hmm. She's one of those people, like, you know, I, I can mention whether it's, like, a Ricochet or even a, a Bray Wyatt or, like, WWE. And some of it, again, has been injury-driven, as this is. But between the injuries and just the the constant character change, you know, within certain wrestlers, they they've just never been able to build and sustain the momentum. And Liv falls into that category. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I wish her the best. Hope she heals up. Uh, but yeah, it's unfortunate. And and the and Ko, uh, yeah, he's dealing with a legit injury too. That one, I mean, again, unfortunate injury. But I'm with you, man. I'm tired of seeing you know Ko and Sammy come out and challenge a Judgment Day to a tag team match or some shit. And now, you know, again, unfortunately in- injury-driven, but you got to take the belts off of Sammy and KO if, if this is, you know, a somewhat long-term injury, which I'm okay with that too because, you know, ag- you know, again, I, even when they won the match, I mean, I, I felt this is going to be and should be fairly short-lived because they're both great individual wrestlers. They're, they don't need to be a tag team, you know? Um so that's where I am with all that. And uh, so the contract signing, right? I mean, here's what, because, again, I think Finn's winning this. And not, not I, I'm a fan of Rollins. I, I like what he does, what he has done. So it's no knock against Rollins. And, you know, maybe he's he has been a workhorse. Maybe it's time for him to take just a little bit of time off. And I hope, kind of hope that is what happens after after uh, SummerSlam because, again, the contract signing, half the shit is just the fucking crowd singing the goddamn song, man. And I, uh. I'm hoping <laughs> that yeah. he takes, you know, some, some time off here. That shit dies down. He makes a return with a, a somewhat refreshed character, and we're done with that shit because mm-hmm. – Again, man, I mean, that's I love the, the character change in Finn, and I think he's been doing good. And if they can just sit there and have the, you know, the promo back and forth, I'm here for it. But goddamn, you got to just sit there and wait for the fucking crowd to stop doing the same shit like fucking robots, man. Like, <laughs> just let them do the segment and the promo. Let them do it. And so that's, I don't know. I I don't know if he's going to take some time off or whatever, but I think Finn is winning and I think he should win. Uh, and hopefully some way through just circumstance or whatever, we can put an end to whatever this Seth Rollins character has been. <laughs> that's right. it, man. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing with, with Rollins, right? And as much as we respect Rollins, as much as we, you know, we, we, he, he is a tremendous talent as he is, right? It's just Absolutely. without that song, without it, if you take away that song from his arsenal, he, what, 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 what about Seth Rollins that really makes you like attract you as a fan, right? There's nothing, right? There's legit nothing guys. He's just Seth Rollins. He's just another, again, we talk about the character all the time, like how it's just, again, I know the Joker aspect has gone away a little bit of it, but he still comes out in these weird fucking suits. Hey, at least he came out freaking in the contract signing with a nice white suit on. At least it wasn't anything freaking, you know, Hey, I, I can at least dig that from Seth. Um, but yeah, like it's just there's really nothing to gravitate towards outside of just singing for 12 to 15 fucking minutes, which <laughs> right. again, Brian, I'm telling you, all I when that song comes on, I mute the fucking television. I do not want to hear it. I do not want to fucking listen to it anymore. No, that's what I was is, doing last or you know, Monday with it and I'm just I'm sitting there and and they're sitting there and it's just continuing and continuing and continuing that's that's why I can't stand it it's cool for like a cool like a couple of seconds right we talk about like like you want to do it from the entrance way to the till he gets in the ring yeah and and let him fucking start talking cool yeah (laughs) but goddamn and it goes on for a several more fucking minutes and I'm like enough man like fucking enough and it just becomes nauseating and it just, and it, you know, it's just, and it, I mean, I can't really say it diminishes Rollins because Hey, freaking for some weird, odd reason, people love this fucking shit. I don't know why, but Hey, look, I good for Rollins. But again, outside of this song, what are you getting from this character? The answer is yeah. nothing. And that's why I, I, I turn to, to Finn Balor in regard to this, because if you're going to start, the Judgment Day being a dominant faction, and you really want to get people invested more into the Judgment Day. At this point, with Damian Priest holding on to this briefcase, I mean, Finn Balor would would honestly make the most sense if, if Judgment Day is a faction that you want to continue to build up and to make this right. little the this I guess tension that's going to once again resume here between priest and Balor makes sense because if Finn Balor freaking loses, then okay. <laughs> what was the point of Damien priest holding on to this contract? Exactly. You could have just told the fucking story with no titles or nothing involved then, you know, and it yep. sucks that, that, that Seth would have to lose this championship when he's only held it for about three months. And that's the, the other gripe I have in regards to this, but Hey, again, we talk about this company being, always putting themselves into a pickle, a rock in a hard place. And this is just another example of that. But yeah, I I mean, it's, it, it sucks because again, there's the prestige of the championship that, that is on my mind in regards to the situation, but then there's also the judgment day to where, you know, and with Finn Balor, and Damian Priest and trying to tell this story because regardless of how I feel about, you know, this story and how nobody cares and at least for now that nobody freaking cares. I mean, it's just been, again, guys, don't take my word for it. I always talk about the crowd reaction and all that stuff. Just go back and watch this crowd because they try to do the same shtick with the bloodline because it works so well with the bloodline. Let's do it on the same night. Let's do it on Monday nights with the judgment day. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, and like I said, if you want to do that, then again, you're going to have to do triple 10 times the work to do such. And maybe that starts at SummerSlam with Finn Balor winning this championship. You get the judgment day to really start feeling as such, I guess, with them holding on to all the gold and then the tension starts to resume again. So I, I don't know. But um, but yeah, I mean, and because Finn Balor taking another loss, man, I mean, he lost so simplistically at Money in the Bank. I, it's just again, man, this is this is it kind of goes back to it, it kind of goes back to what I said about Logan Paul and, and Ricochet. You know, it's like who who needs this win more to me? Seth Rollins at this point of his career, you know, he he's he's won championships at WrestleMania. He's won the IC title. He's done all of this stuff. He's, he's won. Cash, he's, he's, he's had the probably the most famous the cash in cash of all. Ins, right. The best cash ins in WWE history, you know, right. and as, as, as much as it would suck for this championship to just the, the very first title reign, because if, again, you're trying to make it prestigious to have it end in three months. But again, at the same time, when it comes to Finn, and if you're trying to pump up the judgment day to have them feel as such, and the fact that you've already put in, you've put the briefcase on Damien, I, I think the answer is obvious that, yeah, I'm starting, for me, I'm starting to lean more toward that, yeah, Finn Balor might have to win this freaking match. He, he probably yeah. might have to. So, but yeah, Brian, before we get into, uh, into SmackDown, your final thoughts in regards to the judgment day, this world title match, and Monday Night Raw as a whole. Um, well, I'll, I'll just give one, one quick shout out final thought here just on raw. Um, I just wanted to shout out, uh, uh, drew, well, drew, um, Gunter and Kaiser, hmm. uh, you know, again, we go into rumble and we talked about, you know, Ricochet and Logan could steal the show Gunter and McIntyre could too, man. I mean, the match is going to be brutal as shit. Hmm. Um, you know, we'll see where it goes from there, but Really, Kaiser, man, like, you know, I know he's just kind of starting out, but, and I feel like WWE is going to do it with this guy too. Like, there's something there with Kaiser. And, they, they you know, seem, I'm not saying he's going to really be like. Him, they really seem to put him into a lot of stuff lately. I mean, yep. they put him into a match with freaking, uh, with Drew. It seems like he's been a major focal point, whatever Gunther is doing, right? I mean, it seems like, I mean, they, they put him into a lot of lengthy matches. And all that stuff. So it's clearly to me, like, and it's just the little things that they do with him. Seems yeah. like they're very kind of high on the dude in, in regards to his, you know, his involvement with Imperium and everything else. So yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I just think he has, you know, for for what his shtick is right now, like his delivery and his promo and the way he, the way he speaks, the way he, uh, the the, um, yeah. I don't know the the. I don't know what the word for inflection like in his voice yeah, or like, yeah. the way he pronounces the pronounces words stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's good, man. It's, and so, yeah, there, there's something there. Um, you know, I, obviously Imperium will break up at some point and I don't, here's the thing. Like I don't trust because I don't trust, you know, WWE to really do anything major with Kaiser, but um I'm just saying there's, there's something there, man. And like, you yeah. know, I, I feel like coming out of, of Imperium, you know, he's probably going to be just a mid card guy, you know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, they're probably missing the boat a little bit there. Cause there's something there to him. Not, not saying he should be the face or the world champion or whatever, but he's got something, man. So just shout out to those three and, and the Gunther uh, McIntyre match at SummerSlam. 
Yeah, that's going to be brutal. <laughs> oh, absolutely. No, no, no doubt. Now, I mean, I've, I've had my take about that whole situation with uh, with the IC title and how, I don't know, man, Drew McIntyre going after a mid-card title. I, I just don't think it's needed. Yes, no, no doubt yeah. the match is going to be physical. Um, Gunther, to me, has to still win this match. Um, I mean, and it sucks because Drew McIntyre just came back and he has to take a loss. Which again, right. I would hope why. so. That's going to be interesting to see if they, because yeah, I'm with you. I think Gunter still needs to hold on, but he still needs to hold on to this chance. I mean, you can't tell me this long title reign was just to give it to Drew McIntyre again, a guy that's hold on to a he held on to the WWE Championship and, and his con, and his prize is is a mid card champion. Like he doesn't need that shit, man. It, it just yeah. it, it, that's it, that's just is what it is at the end of the day. But yeah, no doubt, man. It's it's going to be. It, those two are going to do their thing. We know that they're, they're, it's going to be physical. They're going to deliver freaking shops that are going to be heard from freaking all the way from, <laughs> right. from freaking Detroit, Michigan, all the way here to, to, to Charlotte, North Carolina. So no doubt. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know, man. It's just with Gunther too. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with Gunther moving forward because I'm sure eventually they're going to want to have this dude in the world title situation yeah. at some point yeah and who he drops the title to and we'll talk more about uh more about gunther in, in, in regards to that but um, i think in regards in regards to the cody Rhodes story and again if they're continuing the hard times gunther's going to be one of those guys probably yeah it would yeah. I mean, it would make sense to to to, to do such um yep. so we'll we'll see in, in regards to uh in regards to that as you know Monday Night Raw has one more show the go home show to SummerSlam um and we will we will talk about that uh next week uh when the time comes for next week but